following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another outstanding episode of airing of Grievous's. Don't lie to them. <laughs> no, no, no. The episode's going to be excellent. The content that we're pulling the episode from and centering around, by far our least favorite Star Wars content, but we're going to forge on and give you our best effort possible. Um, you heard from Matt already. Matt's with us. So Johnny is there holding back as much sarcasm as possible I can tell. He's physically holding his mouth to try and cover up the snark. I I feel that it was the great philosopher Yoda who once said, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering, and suffering leads to us making ourselves watch episode eight of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. We have yeah. a lot to talk about today. Um, but this is the pinnacle, all right? This is the pinnacle. This episode. What a what a mountain we've we've reached. We have. <laughs> we peaked. It's all downhill from here. All right. This episode, and far and what I mean by episode, well, I guess technically this episode and the episode eight, uh, The Last Jedi, uh, are the entire reasons why this show was created. All right, a chance for us to uh, air our grievances or grievances for those who don't want to get cute. Um, we are here to yell and be mad. All right, we're gonna do it as professional as we can. All right, respectful. Well, let's let's not go that far. But uh, I will say that I went into this movie thinking. You know when we when we covered episode two, the clone, Attack of the Clones or Clone Wars, I get them all confused. When we when we covered that, I said that was my least favorite one of all, and you guys argued that no, this one's worse. So I went into this one thinking I'm going to really compare those two, <laughs> and I'll give you my uh, results when it when it comes my time to talk about it. But that's my mindset going into this was was this worse than episode two? Stay Why? tuned. You really set the bar high for this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man! But uh, hope you guys are all doing well. What's uh, what do we got going on in Star Wars Land? What's new? Nothing. New. <laughs> we got lots of new stuff going on. We got Bad Batch still kicking some Bad Batch butt. I've really been liking these last few episodes. Have I've, you? I, I've, I've caught up. Um, I think it was the episode episode seven. I think it was the one before last, the uh, the clone conspiracy episode, mm-hmm. and the and the one the one prior to that. 
dude, my heart was racing. I was like, oh, I like I was like invested in it. I was like, this is really good stuff. I want to see them. Uh, I want to. I want to see this information uh, get to the get to the Senate. And uh, I, it was an emotional roller coaster throughout. I was really, really invested in the, in that whole little storyline. I hope they. And uh, and then I was like, oh, they disappointed me at the end, which I like. I, I kind of knew, right? Of course, the emperor is gonna twist it and make it, you know, find a way to do it. But it was just. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good watch. It was, it's been a good couple episodes. Well, I mean, I I sent in the group chat when watching that episode. I'm like, man, this reminds me of Vietnam. The way they're treating all these clone war, you know, cl- clone soldiers. Yeah, uh, like the way that our U.S. soldiers came back to Viet from Vietnam, and then it quickly just went straight into just normal. Bad match. I'm like, good. I'm glad you abandoned that because that was getting like too serious. And I was like, all right, I don't need it to be this political. Like, I get it. You're gonna have to touch on this a bit, but um, I- I'm enjoying it enough. Uh, still, episode three so far of this season has been my favorite. Uh, the rest are enjoyable. Um, we'll see what other adventures they get into. Obviously, we know Echo has has now joined Rex, and they are headed off to help some more i'm sure we're gonna have some episodes of that where they're helping more of the clone uh soldiers one-on-one kind of scenarios which is kind of cool i like that absolutely i feel like they're we're gonna get a little bit more i feel like we're building up to a stormtrooper versus clone troopers um some kind of battle i don't know if it's going to be the end of this season i don't know if it's going to be um in another season i'm not entirely certain but um, that seems to be what they're doing. And they, they I've seen this like kind of thing before. The original Battlefront 2 for PS2, they had a one of the story mode missions. There was a you were a stormtroopers and you had to battle a bunch of rogue clone troopers, um, which was actually a pretty cool concept. So I feel like that's what they're they're leading up to. Um I don't mind the seriousness of it. I really don't, because uh, honestly, the clone troopers are probably some of the more sympathetic sympathetic characters in Star Wars lore, right? Uh, I think you guys may or may not may agree that I mean they were created just to be pawns and that no knowing of what they were doing, now they're being kicked to the side, um, and some some kind of giant scheme. I always thought for the longest time that you know after. Attack of the Clones came out. Oh, it's natural progression. Uh, and that the clones are actually, some of them are still within the stormtroopers. And um, and I, the show is kind of blowing up that entire theory, uh, which is interesting. But I think I am excited at the, pre- the, the sentiment of a clones versus stormtroopers, uh, some kind of battle, maybe probably going to close off this season. They wouldn't build it up as much and then just leave it with a cliffhanger. I mean, you would hope not. You would hope not. Um, well, especially with Filoni and uh, Favre at the handles of all this. Uh, big news. Uh, I'm sure everyone's aware that Favre has been handed a new contract with uh, Disney to carry on with all the television series. He will be the overseer uh, for the foreseeable future. Which oh, is- Brad Favre? That's good. That's good. I thought he played football. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he got uh, his Hollywood Walk of Fame, Walk of Fame uh, star. Oh, nice! Not He's... Brett Favre, John Favre. <laughs> oh, oh, 
thought you meant Brett Favre. Uh, no, no, I, I was like, man, all that for along came Polly. <laughs> uh, uh, under, under, underrated Jim. <laughs> along came Polly. Doesn't get talked about enough. <laughs> Johnny, uh, you didn't mention anything. Are you all caught up in uh, – I've seen none of it, so I didn't want to comment. Okay, I just want to make uh, sure your microphone was on mute and you had a giant cat. Um, yeah, my cat. My cat decided she wanted to join, and she was being very vocal, so I had to mute myself, so you didn't hear a bunch of meows. I see. But I see. She's she's also. I made her watch episode this uh, this movie with me, and she oh. wanted to get it off her chest as well. Yeah, she's traumatized. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My word. It's probably yeah. animal abuse. I, I feel bad about it. Probably a little bit. I know my dog hid. I know Prince hid. Um, yeah, he was upset. So that we're is 12, awesome. What's we're that? 12 days, we're 12 days away from Mandalorian at time of recording. Yeah, I'm Are very excited. Ready? Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's really soon in the first couple of weeks of next month, right? Oh, shit. Um, That's right. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought it was coming out in the summer, but I think Ahsoka is coming out in the summer. Yeah, I, I believe so, or something like that. I'm very excited for Mandalorian, though. I love the first two seasons, so bring that on. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to see Mandal- uh, Mandalore in live action. I think that's going to be, you know, it's gonna, it's really nice. We get Grogu away from the whole Jedi storyline, I guess, in a sense. You know, we, yeah. we've, had, we've had that, and we get to, you know, it gets to be a little bit more bounty hunter-ish this time, I think, this season, a lot more. Um, not that it hasn't been in the past, but uh, I'm really excited because man, we've talked about, I think, in the last episode, how important that Mandalore um, plays in Star Wars lore. And not, a, I mean, not a, casuals. I, I think casual viewers really don't know much about it. Yeah, there's some fun yeah. rumors kind of bouncing around that I'm I'm digging big time. Um, fingers crossed, Sabine Wren shows up towards the end of this, and we can have a little crossover. Uh, with Rebels and then leading into Ahsoka. That would be fantastic if we could see, you know, Sabine put brought in the live action and then implemented into the Ahsoka series and everything else going on. And then as well, um, I have strong feelings that this uh, season of Mandalorian will be the one that we finally um, get a better idea of what cloning and Jedi's actually have in common because there's been this whole thing with with Grogu and he's they're trying to clone him right and then you look at Rebels and you've got Omega whose backstory is a little wishy-washy but it's like what were they doing on Kamino besides just cloning the the stormtrooper you know the troopers right also also kind of like that the trailers for this season new season don't i don't feel like they're really giving away a lot no no i like that's that usually a, a good sign that's usually yeah. a good sign for something when they don't i mean they probably know that they don't have to hook us you hear mandalorian and, and everybody's yeah. invested that's what the first two seasons are for for hooking you in yeah so. oh i'm hooked yeah, but you are right i'm like i'm trying to get an idea what this is about and like i said we we kind of know it's going to be about mandalore uh to an extent but um Brian, I mean, to your point, it, it would be cool to tie up some some loose ends, uh, you know, have things kind of uh, I, I know our, uh, Johnny, our good friend Will uh, from panel discussion, he said he doesn't like how things are have been too connected lately with Star Wars. 
but I, I think there's uh, some some potential nice connectivity um, with with all the cloning with all the cloning procedures. I mean, we always I get that, but then like it's still really cool when somebody shows up in something you're watching that you know. Correct. Yeah, it's, that's just always a cool thing. I mean, it's what Marvel does so well. Right. No, they do. They they do a really good job. So. I mean, I'm all down for doing a live stream when Ahsoka happens uh, every episode, just so when Thrawn's finally revealed, you can all see me basically jism all over myself. <laughs> that's, well, that's on my bucket list to watch you jism all over yourself. <laughs> Make sure you stick your finger in your belly button. <laughs> that's the quickest, easiest way to do it, I've heard. <laughs> um. Joke inside of a joke instead of a joke. <laughs> yes, joke exception. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Thrawn. I finally, and you guys know about this. I finally read the book, uh, the first book of the new trilogy, and, uh, and I'm very, very late on this. But man, Thrawn is a really good character. I think he's the next like big character that has to make an appearance in live action. I feel right. We got Ahsoka. Um, Cad Bane, who was a major character of the Clone Wars series, I feel like Thrawn is just the next natural character to make that transition to live action. I really, I think, do. I think the moment you you see that they did Cad Bane, you're like, yeah, they're gonna. There's there's no reason that they can't do Thrawn, you know. Yeah. I mean, right. and they did Cad, and I thought they did Cad Bane really well. So yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm hoping they do the same thing, which is they're gonna pluck the voice actor out of Rebels. Bam! There's your throne. This people, I, I never. It's the voice that sells the character more than anything else, because you're not going to get it to look the same, you yeah. know, as y'all because you're, you're going to be used to the voice and not an actual person in this case. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the yeah. cadence, man. The the throne yeah. cadence, and so it's fun. Um, it's reading the book. I've listened to the audiobook. I've officially finished the trilogy which I give two thumbs up and uh, Johnny, I will share the info. Don't tell Amazon. And uh, then you can join <laughs> in on the fun and, and uh, I won't have to read it. Is that what you're telling me? It can will be not have to read it. That's and what I'm get, talking about. Get the Thrawn voice throughout, which is so it's by Thrawn it's, has become my favorite star Wars character. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've actually like, I, I re- cause I, I know Thrawn's appeared in rebels before. What I was kind of doing before, I, you know, reading the book was I'd actually listen to Thrawn talk from Rebels, and then I'd go and I'd read the book, and I can I can hear and I would read it like in his voice, you know, it was, oh. which is kind of cool. Um, and it is it's it's a very like it's it's soothing and like it's a soothing may not be the right phrase, but it's a it's a very it, it's perfect, right? It's very it's a smug type of voice and i i just i'm trying to think of who, like i i think i mentioned to you brian um mm-hmm. he reminds me of like data or spock from from star trek just yeah. how just oh. calculated how straight and kind of yeah. serious he is uh yeah. and, and i i again i know i'm super late on this uh i usually am when it comes to uh mainstream things but thrawn gotta have him gotta have him i I love to review that trilogy. So, you know, Johnny, once you're through, once I'm through with the book, I would love to do an episode on some of these, uh, on going to the to books and some, you know, down the road. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to to break it down and talk about. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. 
uh, quite a bit. Anytime I can get some more lore in Star Wars, I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've been watching. I've been. Go ahead, Johnny. I was gonna say real quick. Uh, you mentioned Star Trek, and I've been on a big Star Trek kick here lately. And I have to tell you, and I know this is a Star Wars podcast. I understand I'm inviting a lot of hate my way when I say this, but a lot of the new Star Trek shows are actually quite good, people. That's <laughs> they're good really, to hear. really, they're really, really good. Uh, but that did remind me, though, Matt, when you're talking about the, the, you're both were actually talking about the voice and why the voice matters. Uh, you know, when you hear something in animation and it sticks with you, uh, like anytime I ever read anything. Uh, Batman related, uh, like let's say I have a Batman comic book. The two voices I hear is Kevin Conroy's Batman, yes, and I hear Mark Hamill's Joker in my head as I'm reading those those books. Because that's how strong of memory those are. And the same thing with those uh, characters that you haven't seen before uh, in live action. It's going to be the same way, and that's why the voice really is important. So I like Brian's idea of how of of how they do that. Um, that's why I'm very interested if they do more. Uh, Darth Vader stuff since, you know, the voice actor is officially retired. I mean, gosh, he's in his 90s. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's a, such a distinct voice. So uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of really interesting things going on, just even voice-wise in Star Wars. I know. Who would have thought that we would talk about voice work here uh, so, yeah. on this show? But it's it's that important. I mean, it's it's that iconic. They, they, they've done a good job of, of setting apart, like, the voice work, right? All these characters have distinct... Uh, dialects and, and 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 tone and 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 all that fun stuff and it, it it's that's why we love these characters so much yeah so, brian what were you going to say well to shout out the two people that uh when you get to listen to it johnny it's mark thompson that does all the voices every single voice he does the voices of and he does as good of a job of sounding like darth Vader without purposely trying to sound like you know, Mr. Jones himself, you know what I mean? You're yeah, not, yeah. you're not, you're not trying to, because if you do that, you're just going to fall on your face because you just can't yeah. match that rich baritone voice of his. Um, but also Timothy Zahn is the writer of these, this trilogy. Yes. And yeah. Find all of his works. So on the next I've, one, I've read, I've, I have read a couple read, of his Star Wars. Did you read books. Air to the Empire? I bet you have. I don't remember the names. It's been forever. Okay, um, that's the next one I'm going to do, and the reason I bring it up now as we transition to our next part of the show is because he helped formulate my idea of what happened after Return of the Jedi with his books. Yeah, Zahn's got a, a pretty good hand on it. I there's I, I got to go back and find some of these older um, these older ones. Did Zahn r- write the original Thrawn trilogy? I don't believe so, but I'm probably talking out to, of turn here and not knowing for sure right so I know, yeah our buddy will he's he's a big fan of the original we're try, i'm trying to convince him to try out the new one so we want to we want to compare notes at some point i mean just re, just reiterate to him that it's not touched by disney whatsoever if that helps him <laughs> it, is, it is is timothy Von, uh, zahn um completely on his own rehashing it with the idea of the new canon that was already kind of laid out for him. Cause I think the last, the last book in the trilogy came out in 2017. It was published in 2017. Okay. Pretty fresh, pretty new. Yeah. New enough, new enough. So yeah, yeah. I did like, um, I watched a highlight, a clip of rebels when they, when he came out of the ship and they announced him as grand admiral Thrawn. Um, 
and they're like, what really? And Thrawn's like, yes, my, my something we did on, on actually the, the planet, I think it was what they call it like bath, bath four or whatever it was, or the, the planet from the first Thrawn, Thrawn book was what he was referencing mm-hmm. um, as to why. So they are acknowledging, you know, they have acknowledged the books te- essentially um, right. in, in rebels, which is, you know, it's very, like, that was really cool for me to see. Yeah. It's um, key. Yeah, because I, dude, I'm like, I hate, like, I'm going like book shopping and, and I'm trying to find these Star Wars books and I don't want to pick any of the ones that say Legends up, which is sad. Like, I, but I just don't want, like, I, and it, it's like Shazam coming out for the DC movie. You know, it's not, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like, I, I don't want to pick, like, I, Darth Plagueis. Like, I've been wanting to read the Plagueis book forever and I still could, but oh, we're I, gonna. I, I, I but I know that it's like it's not considered canon anymore. It's legends. The, like it says legends right in the book, and it's like right. ah, taken out of it. So, well, then who knows if they'll ever touch on it anyway? So it probably won't end up mattering. You know what I mean? The best we may ever get is a, a small paragraph of dialogue in episode three. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm all for all legends because that's when we get to unleash you know, super awesome Luke Skywalker um, compared to what he is in this. Um, <laughs> Great transition. Great don't transition. Get, don't get me started. Oh, God. Because in Legends, godly. He's, okay, how about this? If you watch all of Rebels, which you said you're going to, Matt, right? Eventually. There, com- there comes an episode where Ahsoka finds her way and Edger Bridge. Uh, Ezra Bridger finds himself in the world between worlds, which is something that the emperor is desperately trying to figure out how to get to. And in that world between worlds is where you can finally start piecing all these things together. And it's that moment that Ezra Bridger and Ahsoka come together that really set my mind to, you know, there's so many other things they could have done better which is Luke Skywalker and Legends can split himself between spiritual form, which is world between worlds, and physical form, and they can fight at the same time. That's and that really happens cool. in Legends. That is an ability that Luke Skywalker learns from heavy meditation and whatnot, and he literally can split himself into two different things, and they can fight at the same time. We didn't have source material. <laughs> Sorry, that was my uh, that was my Kathleen Kennedy impression. <laughs> Is she still part of Disney? I think she is. I think so, yeah. Hey, I believe so. people people despise her that bad. Yeah, sir. They despise her so much that YouTube took away the dislike button because people <laughs> disliked a video of hers that she posted for some award show. She is she is like Emperor Palpatine of real life when it comes to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, sense. man, I, I I am not defending her in any way but i also think that no matter who was quote unquote in charge right now would get the same treatment i don't care who they are with I mean, the, if they put out this product probably that's what i'm saying yeah like yeah if they yeah, yeah. nobody when you're creating something and i know this is from i think we all know this because we all are creative types uh, when you're creating something you're not setting out to make something that everybody hates that's not your intention <laughs> right yeah i just who knows what would have happened if you know, I yeah. don't know. It's it's a uh, it's a what if. A lot of what ifs. A lot of what ifs. Like, is. what if you actually uh, 
treated Luke Skywalker like the legend he is. What if you did that in your movie? Huh? Oh, you know? man. Oh, I have a lot. We all have a lot to say about that. <laughs> I'm sure. All right. I think that we are ready to talk about this heaping pile of garbage. So everybody, welcome to Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi um, came out on December 9th. I'm sorry, December 15th, 2017. Uh, with a budget of 200 to 317 million dollars, and it earned 1.334 billion at the box office. Why? Um, because it has the word Star Wars in it. That's, that's literally true. that I saves know. it. Like, you put the word Star Wars in anything, and it's a movie, uh, and it's a part of a quote unquote trilogy with all these main characters you're already kind of invested in. People are going to pay money to see it. I just uh, I was just looking at some of the other uh, financial stuff. It dropped seventy six percent of viewers and stuff by the second the second Friday. Look at the Rotten Tomatoes score for it too for the critics. I remember this very well. The critics actually favored this movie. They did. They gave it a ninety one percent out of yeah. four hundred eighty six uh, reviews and an, uh, with an average rating of eight point one out of ten. Um, and then I'm, I don't even know what the fan one is. I don't know. It's, I'm going to, I'm going to go to him and say much less. <laughs> I'm saying it's some cinema score website says it gave an A to it, or it gave, um, an 89% overall positive score. I'm just like, eh, no, like the thing that bothered me about this is that for some reason it became politicized. And if you didn't like it, you were this, you were this. And if you did like it, yeah. you were this, and it like really bothered me that it became that. Yeah. You, um, you can, I hate to tell people this, but sometimes you just cannot like something because it just didn't appeal to you in some way. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it has it, nothing to do with anything else. Like just maybe political this bias just, with, with yeah. what you identify as it has not a thing to do with it. And people, I've seen people say that they like it because the other per another group of people don't like it. And so it, <laughs> like it's like, it's the same. It's also the same edge of the coin when, cause this happens a lot too, when something comes out and people who don't even see it, but they hear like some parts in it that they don't agree with. So they just review bomb that thing. Yeah. Without yes, even saying yes. it. It's the, it's the same thing. It's the other side of the coin. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's really awful um, yeah. that this is the world we live in, but yeah. Um, we're, we, uh, that's the other thing too I, we're about to be really negative so just know that going in but i will also say it it's it does bother me that with any this is this is not just star wars this is any fandom or honestly pretty much anything in reality when it comes to social media uh we are way quicker and i'm just as guilty as this i'm not calling anybody out on it uh, we are way quicker to write down or comment on something that we uh, are angered by, or we dislike, or we or we don't like. We're way quicker to to express that than we are to be like, man, I really like this. You know, yes. like you just it's just how we are as humans. I think. Yeah, uh, I noticed that working in retail. Um, nobody I've worked in retail quite a bit myself. No, so nobody fills out <laughs> guest survey guest surveys or customer surveys when they're happy about stuff. It's exactly when it's negative. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So this is it's just it was an interesting uh, just examination of our culture um i guess we'll kind of go around remember trying and discuss where we were at uh when this when this movie came out i was uh so it came out in 2017 i was actually working at a uh i was working at a, we were busting up concrete at a place so it was in the working for the labor's union and 
my family, we tried, used to try and get together. Cousins, aunt, uncles, aunts, all get together for a movie a year. And they happened to pick a Saturday. Well, that Saturday, the job offered overtime. And I said, no. Um, I, this is a family tradition we do around Christmas. We, go, we all go together. We get together and we watch a movie. We did it for... Uh, we did it for Rogue One. We did it for, I think, one of the Hobbit movies and some other films. So I declined overtime money to go and see this film. Um, going to the movie theater, we've seen it in IMAX. Really, really excited. And I, and obviously we're going to go into much further detail, but I just, this was the first time I ever left a movie questioning my own existence and my choices <laughs> um this is the first time i ever left the movie regretting the money i spent um, i was waiting no, I, could, for I, I could uh i saw x-men 3 in the theater so i that that happened to me for that <laughs> that's fair you know what you might I, I try to forget about that one too um but like i was like oh maybe it was good you know like when it came to x-men like maybe it was all right it's about Cyclops, but I, but when it, like, with this one, I was just like, I didn't like this at all. Like I was waiting for something cool and awesome to happen, and it never did. Like all these fake teases and like these. That's a, that is a great way to explain this movie. Yeah, it's one big giant tease for like, hey, something cool could be happening. Just you wait. Just you wait. But it guess is, what? There's never a release. <laughs> right. This this movie is blue balls. All right. It is blue. It is a keeping law, case of blue balls. Um, but yeah. So that's where I was at. Skipped a day of work, which I hated that job, but also I regretted taking that day off. Uh, I seen it twice because I my wife wanted to go, and. Uh, we didn't say we got in the car and didn't say a word to each other. <laughs> That's oh. how bad this movie was. We're just like, oh, yeah, was what it was, and then, then we your, just drove home. It's your stupid fandom that we came to watch this. No, it's your stupid fandom. Why do you even like Star Wars? I didn't that, say I like Star Wars. That is a good. That is a good measuring stick of how a movie is. Is if you go with somebody, do you talk about that movie afterwards? <laughs> yeah. That's a good measuring stick. If it's just pure silence. One way or the other, it's usually not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing. Not hey, you want to go grab something to eat after this? It was, I, I just well, let's just go just, to bed. <laughs> it was three o'clock in the afternoon, and yes, that's exactly what. Let's just go. I'm just I'm calling it a day. I can't do this anymore. Um, that might have actually been the last time I seen this movie prior <laughs> to watching it for today. I'll be honest with you. I have held resentment <laughs> in my heart. It was so bad. That it, every year, my uh, I mean, the Easter Bunny got us uh, movies for, for Easter. And Star Wars was a gimme, right? Every year I'm getting Star Wars. I told the Easter Bunny, do not get me this movie. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's, you got you got the whole other collection. I'm like, no, Easter Bunny, don't bring me this fucking movie. Oh, man, you cussed the Easter Bunny? I swore at him. I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 Bunny, take this movie and shove it in your ass. <laughs> shove it up where the eggs come out of. Yes. Easter Bunny. I don't want it. I do not want it. I have never, like, 
told the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus that I did not want something until the last Jedi came out. Do not give it to me. You know, in fact, don't give me a movie. And I hate to be that person who has to tell the Easter Bunny what to get him and what not to get him. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> this movie did that to me. And I haven't received a movie on Easter ever since. It broke a tradition. <laughs> it really did. It really did break a tradition. I honestly haven't gotten anything for Christmas either. I think Santa Claus got the message too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to... I'm, I'm not trying to skip the, the next movie because it's worth the wait. But I'm curious, did you continue the family tradition where you all got together and went to see that movie? <laughs> no. This movie, we got together again. This, movie, this movie has destroyed everything. <laughs> this this movie is like this movie is like this movie is like the Scientology of religions. <laughs> it's just tearing you apart from your family, Brian. I never thought of it, but as soon as you started asking it, I was like, "Oh," and I had to think. And yeah, dude, we haven't gotten together as a family ever since to watch a movie. So this destroyed Easter. This destroyed Christmas, low key. Um, this destroyed. Oh God! This movie really is it, powerful. It, powerful it, on the dark side. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was. So, I don't mean to take up too much time. I had. I, it was no. This is the greatest thing I've ever. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I'm not even going to lie. That's a lot of power in one movie. <laughs> There's a it, reason this movie spawned this podcast. And, so. and honestly, I didn't go to the movie theaters. To, I didn't watch Solo for three uh, until like it came out two years, like two years after it came out. So, oh man! And I didn't go to the movies to see Episode Nine, so I have technically not seen a Star Wars movie in theaters since this movie came out. Just to keep piling it on, but oh, I, I'm done. I am done. Uh, one of you two guys, uh, let's 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 hear what. <laughs> go ahead, Brian. I'm very curious if your experience is the same as Matt's. <laughs> no, um, I, I he's a lot went, more happier of a person, so probably. I went, not. I went religiously as I have been doing with my uh, buddy Josh. We go and see Star Wars. We go and see Lord of the Rings movies together. So this movie came out. We went and saw it. He already went into it. I know this for a fact. Um, I'm speaking for him without talking to him about this beforehand. But I know he went into it thinking this is going to be a pile of crap. And I went into it going, at least it's Star Wars. You know what I mean? How bad can you mess up Star Wars? I watched the last movie. I didn't like it as other like other movies, you know. Um, but at least it's Star Wars. And then we walked out of that movie theater. The Regal on Transit, Matt. Um, yeah, the IMAX. Yep. Which is being closed. And I wish I could peg that closing to this movie. I can't. But it definitely didn't help. So <laughs> going into that movie, I was like, finish this off strong. Bring some of these characters back. You know, Luke for a whole movie. You didn't get that. Um, <laughs> give, me, give me Leia really strong. You know what I mean? And I'll be happy. I had very low bar to, to cross. I didn't, I didn't have that much, like, experience. Like I'm not expecting you to blow me away, but I was like, you're you're gift wrapped. These characters, they're already beloved. 
They're in your hand. There's very little you have to do to mess this up. And then they did. <laughs> Epically. In a way that it feel like like they were stealing parts of my childhood away from me and like robbing me of like good feelings about watching Star Wars at times. Once we get in the the movie a little more, I'll have more to say. But yeah, I went to Regal, watching an IMAX, sat there and enjoyed it as a movie. But then I walked away holding it up against what Star Wars is supposed to be, and it it sucks. It sucks as a Star Wars film. If you want to make the argument that it's not a horrible movie and it's not completely horribly acted or directed, I could listen to you and go, yeah, you're probably right. It's not that bad. It's not a B movie, but at the same time, uh, with that budget and those expect expectations, you did you needed to deliver more, and they didn't. So, I I didn't ruin traditions. I did go back for the next movie with my buddy Josh. Once again, off we go on our mandate off to the IMAX uh, to spend another fourteen dollars or whatever the hell it is. Um, yeah, I I contributed to that insane budget but i was on the latter half you know you, you know my thing i don't go when it's fresh i don't go when it's a brand new movie i wait weeks several weeks so much so that it is basically an empty theater that's all right johnny waited so long to watch thor love and thunder that uh <laughs> that he it was spoiled to him on our podcast that's true <laughs> that's quite true I think the wife and I may have actually. Do we go and see it in the theaters, or do we watch it on Disney Plus? Ah, you might as well. We're actually. I'm going to see Ant Man on Tuesday before we record panel. So, oh, I can't. Let me know what you think. I'm very excited for well, it. Oh um, yeah, I'll yeah I'll let you know. All right. So, I have established on this show that Luke Skywalker is my guy. He's my absolute favorite character in Star Wars. And when this movie was coming out, I was very hopeful and excited for it because in my mind, this is going to be like, we're going to, this is a, another part of the Luke Skywalker tale, right? I'm going to get more Luke Skywalker here. And in fairness, I did. I did in fairness, but this is one that I actually saw by myself in the movie theater. I couldn't get anybody to go with me, which really should have been uh should have been a a, a sign to me. <laughs> uh that I couldn't get anybody any of my friends to go with me. So I went by myself. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, I don't mean to laugh at your your situation. Yeah, my loneliness. Yeah. <laughs> but usually I'm like y'all, like you know, me, Trevor, or somebody, whoever. We'll usually go to see these big these big movies will go together and watch them. And star Wars is obviously one of those big movies, but literally I couldn't get anybody to go. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna go watch it by myself. So I went and watched it. And I remember after seeing it, I was like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. But then I kept thinking to myself, am I, this movie really made me think way more than any other star Wars movie I'd seen. And that's, and I'm not saying that in a positive manner. I'm saying that in that I was like, I feel like, Ever since then, I've been trying to apologize for it, if that makes any sense. Like, I want this movie to be much better than it is because it is a Luke Skywalker thing. Like, there's Luke Skywalkers all over this movie. Mark Hamill is all over this movie. 
And in my mind, like, that should make this movie fantastic. And it's, man, but, like, it just goes out of its way. It makes, we'll get into it when we talk about the movie. It makes some really stupid decisions. I, uh, I have to admit to you guys, and this is a little risque, so I'm probably going to have to try on the explicit content button. Um, but I, I, hold on, there's somebody walking by my door. I said jism earlier, so I already. Yeah. You already cussed the Easter body, too, by the way. I, yeah. hold on. <laughs> Wait, they can't hear this? They have okay. to wait for the podcast to come out? I, <laughs> I once once pleasured myself to the video of Mark Hamill uh, talking negatively about The Last Jedi. No lotion. Oh. Oh, no lotion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Like, not even like a tissue? Did, right. did you grow like, raw did, dog? Kind of, kind of like the Grinch. Did did your cock grow uh, just a tiny no, bit is, bigger is, that day? This is really explicit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna click it two times. Um, <laughs> double yeah, the explicit. Double the explicit. Uh, it was bad. Yeah. It when Mark Hamill like subtly crapped on it, you know it's bad. Because he goes out of his way to be a positive dude. <laughs> he is one of the happiest human beings of all time. <laughs> <I know. laughs> happiest yeah human beings oh, of all man. time and his subtle digs like it justified it for me like there's all the you know again like i mentioned there's people tell me oh you like this because you're the or you don't like this because you're this and i go mark hamill <laughs> is this a, a, and he doesn't like this <laughs> a universally loved guy by the way universally loved is nobody mark has hamill. a bad thing to say about mark hamill not a soul and Mark Hamill, with it, did not he 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 crapped on it without like directly crapping on it. Yes, he's and, the Mick Foley of movies. <laughs> 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 to use a wrestling term here, when he said, and I quote, "I didn't get to have a scene with Han Solo," you know what I mean? When he brought that up as like the most obvious thing ever in star wars like it was all downhill from there you know yeah. what i mean it, he didn't yeah. have to he didn't have to take jabs at it he literally like said you you hurt me by purposely not letting me have another moment with my my co-actor that like they're the only reasons those movies were successful in my opinion Without Harrison Ford's portrayal of Han Solo and without Mark Hamill's portrayal of Luke Skywalker, those movies are not successful. Right. I love, you know, Leia as far as the spunky, but we we loved those characters for how they brought out the the best in each other. Like that's how it was. Like Han Solo wanted to be a better person because of Luke. You know what I mean? And and Mark Hamill would tell you, like, you whiffed on what it meant to be part of the original trilogy. Yeah, they should have had one more, like, one scene with them in the Falcon together. And they ruined it. They ruined it. And then they threw in Lando in the last movie. Oh, my God. Who just went in for a buck. I'm sorry. We're not talking about that movie. Not yet. Not yet. Um... So, all right, let's get into it, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Nothing but positivity from here on out. So, I'm trying to be, I, I've tried to 
be a better person over the last six months. All right. Um, I've been reading a lot of books. I've been listening to a lot of positivity videos on YouTube, self-help, meditation type stuff. He pays me to send him a compliment every other day. This is also true. Johnny, <laughs> I owe you $5. Martin, um, this is your money. <laughs> so I went and I watched it today before we started recording. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a fair shake. I'm going to take all the anger, hatred, and emotion that I've had for this movie since 2017. I'm going to take, I'm going to take it out. I'm just going to take it out. Kobe, throw it out. And you know what, though? This movie was not as bad as I remembered it. Oh. It was worse. Oh. <laughs> it set me up. I can't believe you took the bait on that. I don't know. I was, I was just really hopeful that you, you were going to be the positivity man on this episode. <laughs> I tried to be. I actually found new stuff out to hate <laughs> that I didn't realize I hated before. I, I didn't hate before. Let's get into it. I can't wait to hear. All right. So the opening scene dragged on way too long. I will just say that the whole, oh, look at I'm I'm Poe Dameron. I'm going to make fun of hooks. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, oh. And then blow oh, up stuff. don't get me started on that. Please. Put that in an asterisk, that whole scene, that scene there that you're talking about when it comes to my turn. So please remember that for me so I can sure. rant about that. Yes, it was way, way too long. All right. Way, this, way, way too this long. This movie is two and a half hours long, by the way. Two and a half hours long. This felt like an hour long. It was that bad. Um, it probably was. I'm really <laughs> curious how long that really is because it does take a long time. I'd have to uh, time it. It was probably closer to 15 minutes, honestly. Probably. And here's a quick tip, too, real quick. Uh, I'll help this movie out. Cut out half an hour of this movie at the very least. <laughs> I've already helped your movie right there. Cut out half an hour of this this behemoth. Yeah. Oh, the, do the fl- th- that's another thing that bothered me was the flow. The whole flow of this movie was yeah. just so – it was all over the place. It was wild. All right. And then we get – we get Luke. All right. Oh shoot! It's Luke Skywalker. We're following up on on the on the ending scene from uh, from Force Awakens, and you make it a comedy spot. Wow, that's the lightsaber. Oh oh, throws it. That's not just any light. I mean, I keep you keep bringing up stuff for me. That's not just any lightsaber, by the way. That's I, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. That thing I, saved the freaking galaxy. I have quite a few more comments on the lightsaber as, as we progress. Um, just a lot of just silly, goofy stuff. They hype up this this Admiral Hold, uh, right? The Holdo was her name, Lorna Dune or Laura Dern or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, they hype her up. She kind of comes off like a, you know, just kind of rude. I don't, you know what I mean. I was like, oh, I don't like this. And, it, and like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know anything about her. Like, if this character was so great and stuff, where was she in Return of the Jedi and and, and all that? You know, I, I just feel like they shoehorned a character in there. And the whole story with with, and then, and then Leia flies through space. <laughs> what, what the? F- <laughs> she flies through space. Pause. 
She like Carrie Imagine Fisher. This. Carrie I Fisher know. was dead. They yeah. could have written her off, and they yeah. had her fucking fly through space. I good. Well, she wasn't dead. No, she in real life. Well, when the movie came out, she was deceased. She had passed away. Before I know, that. I know. But like in editing, she wasn't dead yet. You could like, have just I'm, ended I'm, it all right there. But think about. I'm gonna double down on this. Ready? This is what makes this so much worse. Imagine not knowing anything about post Return of the Jedi in the fact that Leia actually started training a little bit as a Jedi with Luke. Imagine leaving off from Return of the Jedi where she gets shot in the arm. That's the last like exciting yeah. thing she does. She gets shot in the arm and she's kind of lame. And then all of a sudden she's able to fly through space. <laughs> I I was like that was the first sign of this movie. Like whatever, the long opening battle scene, whatever. But like yeah, I can't believe I almost forgot about that part. Like, that was when I knew we were in trouble. That was when I knew we were in trouble. All right, this is this is like when the Falcons were up twenty-eight to three on the Patriots, and then Tom Brady and the Patriots scored that first touchdown. You're like, oh no, this ain't over yet. Um, this is this is all downhill from there. All all love to all of our Atlanta listeners. I know. It was like. She flew like she didn't move. She flew. She consciously flew and then just unconsciously just passed out for the entire movie. Just just laid there like a fish, yep. like yep. a starfish. Um, and I the whole, just... <laughs> the whole po, just Poe and back and forth with Holdo and oh we're gonna have a mutiny and and then it just turned out to be something stupid. Like you know what I mean? Like oh she they stun him and then Leia was in on it, right? Like it was just goofy. Um. I hated seeing Luke like this. I'm going to let Johnny talk about it more. I really did. I was I was kind of curious at first seeing this. Like, oh, wow, uh, a, a, a bitter Jedi master uh, training somebody who's literally just – he's doing it and then just crapping on the whole art form the entire time. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting perspective. And then I thought more about it, and it wasn't good. And again, I'm going to let Johnny implore that, you know, talk about that more because I'm sure it's on his agenda. Um, Rose Tico. Now, this is aimed at the character, not the actress, is one of the worst written movie characters of all time. I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Let's, again, uh, the fact that the actress got all that hate really upsets me. None of that was her fault. Her acting is not the problem. No, with that character, her acting was fine. Her acting was fine. It's what she was given. Yeah. All right. This is the this is the same argument yeah. that I like to like when people like to crap on Hayden Christensen' yep. performance. This Preach, is brother. the same thing. All right. And Star Wars fans, for, oh, all apologetic. Oh, how dare! I can't believe we did that to to Hayden. And you go and do it to Rose. Yeah. Get quit quit online like uh, quit being on social media it's embarrassing it really was um you direct that at ryan johnson all right you tag him in your tweets not not the actress all right we've all done something that we've regretted all right we've all done something that we didn't want to do in our lives okay um don't do that yet but she's terribly written terribly written the side story with poe or, or Finn was dumb. Um, Benicio del Toro. 
what yeah. like the stuttering like stealing guy you know the, 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 right and what even like i hated the twist at the end what a waste of an actor too by the way because he's a really exactly. good actor exactly and that's that's what like drives me nuts too is that not only did was his like this little swerve like kind of dumb we didn't even get a payoff for it because he no. wasn't in episode nine we didn't get a follow-up we didn't get a you know a, a revenge thing it's just uh, 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 i got my money and then he's like gone all right and we don't see him again he's gone all right that's it for this character like what a waste of a like a one-time like character it was just dumb and it was just and Benicio del Toro was at his site. I don't know what happened with that. I don't know why that all happened, but um, it was pretty bad. Oh God, what else did I hate in this movie? I mean, pretty <laughs> much all of it. it. It's so hard to just narrow things down. Um, the the raised parents thing, right? We got no answer to that, and then they reveal it in episode nine and make it worse. And make it <laughs> they somehow make it worse. Yeah, Palpatine was clapping cheeks while he was the Dark Lord of the Sith, and he has he has these two junker children. Like, eh, what? What? Oh God! It just it never ends. It never ends. I have. But you but you did get to see Kylo Ren without a shirt on. I mean, let's be positive here. Well, dude, he's the best. Little he, Ben's, Ben's he is great. Solo. I yeah. loved in the Lego game, the Lego Star Wars game, that they had a shirtless Ben Solo. Yes, ben Solo. Uh, dude, I love Adam Driver for bearing with He's great, films. yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm looking at my notes. Not a single mention of Kylo Ren in here. Not one. No, because he's Same. great. Same. He did yeah. as good of a job as he could. Um, yeah. I, you know, I didn't care for the weird little twist. Uh, I mean, also, the thing that I didn't like, too... It's a lot of characters that were hyped up and built up throughout this entire throughout the, this the Johnny's theme. Movies. This is Johnny's theme for this trilogy. Yeah, they died in this this movie. <laughs> Some of them, yeah, a lot of them, right? The Return of Luke Skywalker, he dead. Yeah, Captain Phasma, she dead. Oh, don't get me started on Phasma. Snoke. Snoke. Don't get me started on that. You're going through my notes currently. Is what you're doing? I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not going to do it at all. He dead. All right. So I'll, 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 there's so much more I want to say, but I want to save stuff for, for people who want to, for, for Johnny and Brian to divulge in. The Yoda scene. Shoehorned, a waste, just silly. Purely so, put in there just to get people to be like, oh man, there's Yoda. That's, yeah, the, that's why that's it was put all in it was. The only plus I will say to it is they went back to the, uh, puppetry. Yes, yeah. I did. Yes, yes. His portrayal was really cool. I like. I'm not. I'm not against that. Yeah, but, it looked good. Yeah, but Matt's right. It was. It did feel like they just kind of shoehorned that in there just to. I uh, like you know. Yoda. Like appeared on the screen. And I'm just like, what? What is this shit? What is this? They're just throwing. This is like a watching episode of Family Guy. They're just, they're just throwing. They're, they got the <laughs> seals. Uh, the sea lions. They're doing the ball thing from South Park. It's just. It was. If just, you told me that Ryan Johnson wrote this film by having a Mad Lib. With he could only use words associated with Star Wars, I would believe you. I'll believe you that it was just like insert adjective here. Um, uh, force sensitive. Okay, <laughs> slap that in there. Um, Nina, now, now, now. Yoda. <laughs> yeah, 
I know. Let's just throw Yoda in there. What else can we throw in there? The sacred texts. Um, <laughs> all right. So there are a couple more other notes I want to acknowledge. All right. The scene where I was just watching this maybe, well, now it's about an hour or so ago. Um, they're doing the fake Hoth battle, and Finn's about to go and blow up the, the cannon. All right. And then Rose is like, no, I got to I got to save you. And then she, she, her way of saving Finn was almost killing him. And, and since you brought this part up, since we now know how Finn's story goes in the next movie, they should have let yes. him have that hero's death here. Yes, a hundred, uh, one hundred. Because again, this is a th- character, one of the new characters that I really liked. Like, I was like, this character has a lot of potential here. There's a lot here you can really dive into. He's a former stormtrooper, for crying out loud. Let's dive into that. There's so much here. There's so much here. And he's a really good actor on top of it, the guy who's playing this oh, part. Oh, Boyega's fantastic. Yeah, he's incredible in this. Like, give me more of that stuff. And if you're going to do what you do with him, just let him have this hero's death here. I I, I was thinking about that when rewatching that scene. And I'm like, they really did nothing with him. All he does is yell Ray. Like that's the only thing I remember him doing. Yeah, he's Hooray! he's the Wolverine from the animated series. Gene, <laughs> I I actually I I a couple of years ago I I I took a, a clip of him yelling Ray, and I, I I inserted it in the Everybody Loves Raymond intro. So it goes, <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond, and it's <laughs> I gotta find it. I'll try and send it to you, but it was just so bad. All right. A um, couple other things. Anakin's lightsaber. All right. The model. How many of these fucking things do they have in the galaxy? How many? All right. So we watch we watch it blow up right after the the, the that horribly choreographed um, lightsaber battle thing with Kylo and 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 Ray versus the the guards. Right. It blows up, and then Luke Skywalker shows up with it. Okay, sure. And then in episode nine, Ray all of a sudden has that same model again. What the hell? All right. I, I don't know if there's like a lightsaber's arrest there, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we got the Anakin Skywalker model. We got a bunch of That's what it feels like. Like, I loved that lightsaber design because what it meant, they abused it in this trilogy. They abused it. Ray should have had her own lightsaber design from the get-go or had Leia's lightsaber, just something, but they just, they overused it. Like, I get sick to my stomach when I'm looking at those lightsaber replicas, and they go, and it's literally the Anakin and Luke lightsaber, and they go, Ray's lightsaber. Brother. Right, right. It, I, <clears throat> it's a representation. It's a, it's a symbol and a, a example, whatever you want to say, of when this writer and this writing team, whoever helped him write this piece of shit, whenever they get in a pinch, they just reach for something that's nostalgic and just grab it and just say, well, how about this? And and this will help, you know, Star Wars, right? This is Star Wars. And they're like, it's almost as if you were in a panel discussion with them. Shout out panel discussion. Uh, if you were in a room with them and, you were all like yelling at them about what they did wrong and this sucks and why did you do this? They would just hold up the lightsaber and go, yeah, yeah, but look, 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 
that's Anakin's, guys. You love Star Wars. You, you love Star Wars. Uh, and then they start spinning it like around, like in a like a spiral to try and like hypnotize you. Yeah, you think like this, like Disney is all like this marketing and all this and that, and they would have maybe created a new lightsaber design that people would want to buy. No, let's just pump out the old, good old Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker lightsaber and try to resell and repackage it to a new generation of stupid kids. Um, let's, uh, uh, like, come on, like, let them blow up and then do something else. All right, there's no reason, like, I mean, that's. That's not a small detail. There's no reason that Luke Skywalker should have had that No, it, when he came back. And then there's no reason why Ray should have automatically had it. And there's and nothing in these two characters' abilities that should show that they're the, the beings on, in, in the galaxy of Star Wars that are able to force Paul to, to dismantle a lightsaber. I'm, I'm a stickler for that. I mean, you know that. Like, I'm a stickler for, like, you got to have ability in canon to show that people are at a certain level or else what's the point right seriously like anyone can be super powerful which they've already done in the first movie in my opinion with the in this trilogy which ray's never held a lightsaber but here she goes she's gonna go battle a dude that's literally trained by the greatest one of the greatest jedis of all time but whatever i know my last point i want to make all right, the Luke ghost scene. All right, Luke comes back and does his fake, overhyped battle with Kylo Ren. Before that, in the little rebel base, Luke physically touches Leia. Like, you can see there's physical touch. And uh, phys- physically touches Leia, and, um, and he actually physically touches 3PO. And then all of a sudden, he can't be hit. It was just very weird. It was just very weird. I didn't like that at all, um, especially knowing what what happened with Luke. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of my recap with uh, with the last Jedi, <laughs> with the last Jedi. There, to just uh, put it simply. That so you're gonna give us you're gonna give us ten out of ten. Is what you're telling us? <laughs> it's a ten out of ten experience for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is something. Um, Johnny, I know we're in a bit of a time crunch. Uh, would you like yeah, to go you me, next? Yeah, do you want me to go ahead and go, go just in case? Because I got yeah. I got a hard out here, as they say. Absolutely, in the, in the yes. All right. Um, as you were talking, I did take some notes. Uh, I hate that I might miss what Brian's going to say because I'm. I hope I'll bring up stuff that I didn't even think of. That's why I love doing this show with you guys. You think things that I don't think. Um. All right. So, uh, I, I've probably seen this movie the least out of all the Star Wars movies. Like most Star Wars movies I've seen like 10, easily 10 plus times. Uh, this one, this might've been the third time I've seen it, I think total. And that's low for a Star Wars movie for me. I'm not kidding what I tell y'all. Before I kept putting off watching this so much so that I was like, I need to watch this. This was yesterday. I mean, I need to watch this. I'm going to make myself watch this. But before I do, there's these v- videos on YouTube of this guy mowing lawns that are 20 minutes long. I'm going to watch that first. <laughs> and I did. Uh, and subscribe it's a great channel uh i'm 40 <laughs> i'm 40 years old so just so you know i'm old and that's just proving it all right uh matt brought it up originally this obviously i'm a comedy guy i love humor it's my thing star wars can have humor obviously it should have some humor but the humor was so over the top here 
like the whole thing with Huck starting out, like that's is this isn't that that type of joke, which I would have loved, by the way. That's a Johnny joke in a nutshell, right there. Is that joke? If this was Spaceballs, this is a Spaceballs. This is a Star Wars movie that's in canon with the trilogy, with the Skywalker trilogy. So it felt out of place to me. It's, a lot of the humor too, with the way that they built up Huck's. In that first, yes. in the first movie, like they made him like this. They had right the big scene where he's yelling and the first order are down with the Republic, and then they do that. Yeah, it yeah. it ruined his character as well. Yeah, and he was again another character, Hux, another character that seems really intriguing. But what do they what do they do with him? You know, it's the same thing. That's what Star Wars is known for. But you know, that's not the only time that the that a joke just felt so over the top in this movie. Where I was like, I don't, why, that's a great joke, but why is it here? <laughs> why is it in this? I love this joke, but why is it here? Uh, they do shoehorn new characters. And I know this is nothing new in whole Star Wars. The Star Wars movies have a history of shoehorning characters in. And these characters kind of getting quick deaths really fast. They're not really doing anything. They've been doing that since the beginning of Star Wars. But it felt even more so here because these characters feel even more important. Like they're supposed to be more important, but they're shoehorned all of a sudden in this movie. You know, I, what's the actress's name? What is her name? The one who takes charge after Leia. She's in Jurassic Park. She's a really great actress. I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Laura Dern. Laura yes, Dern. yes, thank you. Yes. She is incredible. I like her a lot. She's a great actress. And her character in this movie sacrifice has a huge moment literally sacrificing herself to save basically everybody right so this should be a good character but where does she come from she's just here all of a sudden <laughs> like make you need to make me you don't need to do a lot but you need to make me care i want to care i i'm your audience i want to care about this stuff please help me care uh and rose is kind of the same way a character that's shoehorned in here and again i think her performance Honestly, performance in this movie, the acting is really good. You just look at the the acting in a vacuum. The acting is really good. The act, I have no tr- issues with any of the acting in this movie. Uh, but the Rose character, I mean, why is Snoke even a character? If this is how they're going to finish him off, you make him seem so freaking like I, after that the last movie, I was like, I want to know more about this Snoke guy. Why is he in this position? Why is he the new like the new emperor? Basically, I want to know all this, but you literally find absolutely pretty much zero about this guy and he gets killed off he's just a stepping stone uh for other characters that's all he was you don't find out really anything about him uh phasma's kind of the same way what an interesting character i want to know more she does get one the fight with finn is fine it's good but why does she go out like that like she should have been back uh man such a cool looking character but again that's the thing with star wars from the beginning they take a cool looking character and that's how they take him out and the one thing that really bugged me, and I, I think this kind of goes back to the Rose thing too a little bit, is all during these movies, they've been setting up Ray and Finn as some kind of thing. They really have. Like, they're like, there's a connection here. It seems like it might be more than a friendship. It's obviously that he really cares and she cares about him. They, they go out of their way in these two movies to show that. And then they just kind of toss that aside. Like, why... And, he, and you're not you're not kidding. He screams Ray all the time, and it's for nothing really. It, there, nothing comes of it. 
I mean, we'll, when we talk about the next movie, it really nothing at all comes from it. <laughs> like, they just throw that completely away. There's an obvious connection. Those two act, uh, actors have really good chemistry, too, by the way. Uh, so I would have bought something with that. You know, these two characters have been from, uh, together from the beginning of this trilogy. So why don't you build on that? Uh, I told you guys when we first started doing this, I wanted to not be as negative. So here's some things I think could have made this movie a little better. I've already kind of said one of them cut out at least half an hour from this thing. Edit it better. It, uh, Matt's right. It doesn't flow well. It's like, let's take the casino scene. Let's take that, the very infamous casino scene. You could have cut that down a little bit. That would have helped it a lot because there's just parts of it that I like. I like the fact that it's setting these, it's giving this uh, view of the people who are oppressed. And I like the fact like there's that kid who's uh, influenced by them being there. That's good stuff. Like that is good stuff. That is Star Wars. But you have like, like a half hour of this stuff is just garbage that we don't need. <laughs> that doesn't help any of the movie. Like it's just, oh man, yeah, this, this, and man. Yeah, the horse races. Yeah. Yeah. Who? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another way to fix this movie. I get that Luke is a powerful Jedi, obviously. But how about having one of the greatest heroes in pop culture? How about having him actually show up there and having him sacrifice himself that way? Have it being a real death. The only thing I could think of to even remotely excuse the way they did it is if we want to be quote-unquote fair in the very original in A New Hope, Obi-Wan kind of goes out the same way, really. I mean, he's actually there but before he's struck down. He disappears, really. So that's the only thing I can think of. That they're kind of like, yeah, we sort of did that before. Yeah. But I, you really want to fix this movie, you have Luke Skywalker, one of the most popular characters in pop culture, I would say, not even just in Star Wars. Have him actually be there and actually fight uh, this other character, this character that he has a connection with that he tried to train. Uh, man, it's just so much better that way. If he's actually there. There would have been and, two positives to that. All right. One, Luke goes out like a badass. Right. He, You can still have them blast all that fire at him. and He's, he's just blocking it because he's, he's great. You know, Luke Skywalker yeah. again. And two, you make Kylo Ren look strong if you have him beat like an all powerful Luke Skywalker. Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly, exactly. Another way you fix this movie, uh, you don't kill Snoke in this movie. You let him live on to the next one, and you give a little world building to him. That, that's fixing your movie here. Another way you fix this is the Princess Leia stuff is so... We all know she has the Force, but the way you show it with her literally living in space <laughs> is in itself so over the top that that too could have been in a Spaceballs uh, sequel yeah. right like that's so easy like you look at that it's just easy. that's a spoof of something right if i just showed you that part i didn't tell you it's from an actual mainline star wars movie you'd be like oh they're making fun of star wars <laughs> people laughed at my movie theater when that happened yes why wouldn't you and princess leia again another beloved character not just in star wars in pop culture this princess leia that's just a man gosh it really really bugged me that's what they did i think Overall, I do like Kylo Ren stuff. If you look at this movie just as a Kylo Ren uh, 
this trilogy as a Kylo Ren trilogy, it's not that bad. If you just make it about him, it's actually way more enjoyable because <laughs> the stuff with him is overall very good. Like I like his story. He has an actual arc in this in these things compared to other characters who just kind of meander and go nowhere at some point. Uh, the acting's really good. Like I said, I think a lot of Ray stuff toward the end and a lot of her stuff with. Uh, when she's uh, training with Luke, that stuff's actually pretty good and interesting. And again, her acting is really, really good. But there's just so much stuff they set up here that they don't that they really don't pay off. But uh, that's how you kind of fix this movie. The main big one being just have Luke actually show up. That fixes half your movie right there easily. Have him actually freaking be there. I get that you think that you're trying to make him look even cooler with the Force to the fact that he can. Uh, be in two places at once and that is a really sweet ability don't get me wrong what brian was bringing up before that's yeah. really cool but if you know in this movie you're killing off luke skywalker you don't do it that way you have him actually freaking show up and fight this fight uh because that would have been the way that you bring out like matt said you're it's two birds right there that you're killing with one stone you're making luke look freaking awesome as he's going out and he's a noble hero sacrificing himself and also, Kylo Ren looks even freaking more powerful, uh, taking out Luke Skywalker. You know, that's that's two things that you could have done. I just don't, I don't understand because I don't think Ryan Johnson. He's made some movies that I've liked. That those Knives Out movies are pretty fun. So I don't think he's awful at this. So I don't know what he was like. I don't understand some of the decisions they made here. I told you guys, my main issue with this movie is that it's it's more frustrating than it is a bad movie for me personally because I feel like there's a good movie hitting there that they could have taken from all the stuff and weird decisions they put in it. There's a good movie at its core, but it's like they went out of their way to add stuff to it to kind of <laughs> make it not that, make it not a good movie. Uh, ultimately, this is going to come down to, I was going to answer this question for you guys. Is this the worst Star Wars movie for me in the, in the uh, what do you call... It's not, uh, you know, nine movies, set of nine movies here. I still think that episode two is more boring than this one. So I'm going to put it just slightly worse personally, but I'm telling you, rewatching this one, I really wanted to go into this and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the positive guy on this episode. I'm going to, I'm going to be like, well, you know what? This one, they did this, this one, they did that. But I rewatched this again. I was like, man, this really, really, as a Star Wars fan, some decisions I make with Luke Skywalker, my personal favorite Star Wars character that I have a lot of uh, nostalgia for really was a kick in the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with how they, just that ending. It really reminded me of, I was really digging Iron Man 3. Like, I thought Iron Man 3 was really good until that twist ending where that bad guy wasn't the bad guy you thought he was and that took the air out of the whole movie for me. I kind of felt the same way with this. Like they were really setting Luke up. I mean, despite some of the weird stuff and the humor that didn't quite fit in this type of star Wars movie. And again, I love humor. I'm not against it being in star Wars, but it's so over the top and hokey. Like the whole lightsaber thing where he just tosses it over his shoulder purely for a laugh. Like you're just kind of, the comedy has to make sense and has to work. Uh, But it's just, man, this movie just, I think it's why it's gotten all the, the hate that it has. I totally understand my, one of my best pal. A 
I wouldn't say he's a Star Wars fan. He likes some Star Wars stuff, right? Uh, but he went and watched this movie. And after he and his wife watched this movie, he didn't see it in the theater. He saw it when it came out on Disney+. Plus. He literally sent me text after text after text because this Star Wars movie made him so mad. <laughs> and he doesn't do that. Like, that's not something that he normally does. That's impressive. Usually... Yeah, usually when he sends me texts like that, it's because he really loves something and he just wants me to check it out. But he was so annoyed with a lot of the decisions they made here, especially with Luke Skywalker. And that's why this movie is where it is. I'm, I need to go, so I'm going to go ahead and give a score here yeah. for me. Uh, we, we score these out of 10, don't we? Yeah, that's we correct, yep. Oh, man. Oh, God, this isn't good, guys. Um, I definitely can't give it over a five. I would, I would step on my own foot if I did that. Uh, it's not even a four. That decision with Luke Skywalker hurts me, a Luke Skywalker fan to my core, so much, so much that this is a this is a two. And the only reason it's getting a two is because the acting is actually really good. I think all the actors are good. Uh, a lot of the characters have such promise that I'll give it a two. But what to do with those characters and stuff knocks it. <laughs> can't make it go anywhere above that so i think a two is fair here which may be lower than what i gave i don't actually remember what i gave clone wars but uh it's it's not good i really want it to be the more positive one here but here i just i fixed your movie ryan johnson just to have luke skywalker actually freaking show up there you're welcome uh send the money to my paypal johnny <laughs> I, I i want you to know and i want the listeners to know that i have no relation to ryan johnson at all um also <laughs> you are more positive than i am um because i know you are going in a moment and i did want to give my score um i'm giving it a zero i'm like i'm not even like this is not even just exaggerate like this movie well, I, this movie ruined ruined holidays for you <laughs> it ruined my life I, like my way of life this movie honestly, ruined like, easter and christmas for you like jesus is looking at this movie like it's the worst thing because of what it did to you yeah yeah i mean I, it's just it's bad. It, it ruined my life. So you are more positive than I am. Uh, right, Brian, so please text me what your score is after you give it. I'm very curious. I know how you feel about this movie, so I know it's going to go. Right now? I can tell you right now. Is that fine? Can we do that? Can you go ahead and give me the score? Because I want to know. Hey, it's 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 whatever we want. So Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's a two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I gave um, episode two a 4.5. Yeah, correctly. yeah. So this is worse than that movie to me. Yeah, I get it. I understand it completely. I can't argue with it. Uh, I understand completely. Y'all are going to out negative me. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. I love everybody. Thank you love for you, listening Johnny. to our show. I got to go. I'll be on the – I can't actually wait to watch the Star Wars thing that I like. Uh, yeah. I'm very excited for that. So Mandalorian, please be good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, talk to you All next right. time, bud. See you guys. <laughs> All right, Brian, my friend. Yeah. Your review. Well, Johnny Johnny kept saying that the acting is good, but here comes my first note. The first two actors you see on screen is that girl that's kind of got a Leia-esque haircut, yeah. like wrapped around, ring around her head, right? And some random dude that we don't ever get to really get to know anymore. That their two, their opening scene and the way that is the worst acting I have ever seen in a Star Wars film the worst and i was like i was mad having to watch this going in and then i re get reminded of oh yeah we start with this putrid ability of being able to pull off and open you gotta crush it right 
Remember episode three? That opening scene crushes. That's the best opening scene in Star Wars. And one of the best opening scenes of all time. Right. Flowed good, intense, solid acting. Yeah. This was like they had never acted before. If you told me that this was their first time ever acting in anything, I would have believed you. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I guess A for effort, boys. Uh, but you, that was trash. It was garbage. Um, I didn't have as much of a problem with the Poe and Hux interaction, mostly because it comes from this. If Poe's um, more featured with his lighthearted joking, if that was more prominent throughout the movies, it's a better movie. All of the movies, all three of these trilogies are better movies because of it. Because I love the actor. Um, Isaac, Oscar is Isaac, it? yep, Oscar uh, Isaac, uh, yeah. Uh, I I think he's great. He's excellent in this, so he crushes it. Nothing to say about that. And I think if the rest of the movie was better, we wouldn't like look at that one scene and kind of pull it off as like kind of stands out, like doesn't fit. Because that's kind of what ends up happening is that scene doesn't fit. And Johnny already said it. The whole joking right away with Luke and Leia or Luke and Leia, Luke and Ray. Um, and tossing the you know, lightsaber like that, joking like it doesn't work, it doesn't pay off. So, no, that- it was a, yeah, it was an unserious way to start. My biggest issue with it was that it was with Hux, General Hux, who to me was like their like new Grand Moff Tarkin, right? right? This, this serious, this under layer, you know, just un, un, not under car, you know, under guy, but um, he has that he's supposed to have that serious tone, and then he just kind of like. You just make him. I think he it, that legit was the downfall of Hux. That scene right there because it made him look like crap. It made yeah. him look like crap. Yeah, I, I look mind. at things through pro wrestling, like pro wrestling terms, and it was just it would you couldn't take Hux seriously um, with that. Grandmoff Tarkin was serious throughout his one film, and yeah. there was no comedy. There was no one upping him. There was it was just it, it was just bad. It was just a bad mix. It, do it with somebody else, um, but yeah. Well, that Thrawn trilogy does a good job of, you know, taking, you know, Grand Moff and, and even pumping him up a little more. Like, you get For to sure. see a little more of him, which is nice. Um, to, here's some of my positive things that I want to get out of the way right away. Uh, I love BB-8. There's nothing you can say to me. I, I enjoy BB-8, R2-D2 things. Like, all those are always going to make me happy as a Star Wars fan. It's 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 fun. It's joyful. It's as simple as that. That's all it is. You know what I mean? He's not going to drive the movie. He's not going to be. He's not going to redeem anything. But when BBA is on screen and doing whatever, when he's on uh, pretending to be a imperial droid and he's bumping into stuff, I don't love it. But at the same time, it made me laugh. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fun. Um, uh, Maz Kanata, right? Uh, the yeah. weird alien creature. I like her, and I wish there was more. I want more Star Wars lore with her involved. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but like, I think she's a cool character. Like that, like if if you're watching Bad Batch, you know she re- she reminds me of you know the reptilian character that in Mars or something like that. Yeah. Or yeah, it, it reminds me of like that kind of a character, and I, I like those characters. Where they're like not good, not bad. They're like in between characters, um, and then all this is kind of stuff that you guys kind of already hit on. Um, we didn't t- mention this, but the Force connection thing 
I don't like it. I don't like the first connection between Ray and Kylo. It's like it doesn't make sense at all until later in the next movie. Like and then it starts getting like melded together more where you understand that you know Palpatine's behind all of this. You right. I mean? You're a dyad in the fourth and all that. I I get that. Like it, that's a fair criticism. I feel like they try to amend it a little bit because um with Vader, with Vader and Obi-Wan in the Obi-Wan show. Mhm. I think Obi-Wan used the Force or so around that point in time, and then all of a sudden Vader woke. I don't know if it was just the way it was filmed, like the sequence of filming, or if that was supposed to be some kind of connection. But they were very aware of each other, uh, which I always found intriguing. But, but um, they have an established emotional connection with each other. Right. Yeah, how does Snoke really know about Rey? Like, how does he really, really know? Like, he's never been in her presence. He can't – a picture. it was just – you are right. It was very peculiar. Yeah. So that doesn't ever really pay off, even when they try and redeem it in the next movie. The The whole casino mission, um, it, it's just annoying. It gets in the way. The only thing I do like it is um, Benicio Del Toro's quirks are stupid. It should not have been allowed. It doesn't need to happen. It doesn't make it a better character. Like That's something that all directors should listen to. Adding characters with weird ticks and quirks doesn't make a better character. That's not what what made him a good character is when he delivered the line of, you know, today you're blowing him them up and or today they're blowing you up. Tomorrow you blow them up. This is how it works. Yeah. And like I loved that line and like that idea in Star Wars of which is, you know. What's again? Brian's the one that brings it back to like normal life, you know, the military complex of America. Being we today, we they're selling weapons to Ukraine. Who knows what happens twenty years from now? Maybe Ukraine's now the bad guy, right? You know what I mean? Right, it's, right. It's real life implications like that that I kind of thought like kind of pay off with that line, especially when you think about. The people in the casinos, like they were all like the big money people. They were like the the oligarchy, the people that are really making the moves behind the scene. You know what I mean? They're the real force behind the empire as far as monetary value goes. So like that all paid off, but at the same time, they abandoned the character. So does it pay off? No. At the end of the day, it doesn't because you abandon the character and you don't really care about him. I like to know the backstory behind that, whether that was Benicio Del Toro saying, please don't bring me back to this pile of crap. Or if they just just try to pretend it never happened, I'm very curious about that. I, w- I would imagine a lot of people reacted to like he was kind because of, I love Benicio del Toro, big fan of him as an actor. I think he's excellent. I hated the character with the quirks. I just didn't like it. It was annoying. But I'm I'm like that. I'm I'm a big voice guy. I'm the guy that doesn't watch Napoleon Dynamite because I hate his voice. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> That's me. Um. I already said Yoda got me excited, but at the same time, it doesn't fully pay off because we're not invested. There's all these things of investment. You needed to have us invested in characters for it to pay off. I wasn't invested in Benicio Del Toro, and then he just disappears. I wasn't invested in Luke Skywalker as far as why he wasn't a teacher anymore. You 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 have two and a half hours to try and convince me that I care 
about the full arc that you were showing me about Luke Skywalker. And it doesn't work. That's not the way movies work, especially when you have it spanning over 40 years of when the character was first introduced. You you can't do it. And when you try and do it, it's when you fall on your face. And I think that's actually where this trilogy ends up failing, which is you it was 40 years you should not have tried to capitalize on the old Star Wars trilogies and throw them into a new trilogy and just think we're all going to be suckers and buy in and it's fine because we're all Star Wars fans. Like it, it, I said it last, last time we went through this on the last episode that it, if there wasn't a clearer sign that Disney just wanted to like, rip money out of our pockets because we're nostalgic and we like remembering when we were kids and when the characters we loved, it's these last two movies. It, especially when we get to the next one, oh, oh yeah. God, does, is it even worse? And then yeah. <laughs> to comment on that, to comment yeah. on that, this is the first time that I ever heard somebody say that something wasn't meant for them anymore. We had a lot of conversations about this with a lot of friends I knew, and they're like, "This is just Star Wars isn't meant for me anymore." And like that was like one of the saddest things I've ever heard. A friend of mine who's yeah. been who's seen all of them, right, been to the theater, seen all of them, hugely in love with it, said that Star Wars is not made for me anymore. And I think that that kind of backs up what you were just saying. Right. You know, they, they, yeah, they, they like, Oh, they lured you in with nostalgia and they just, they literally just took the nostalgia out back and just put her down. That's, I mean, it's legit how it felt like. Don't you old yeller, my star Wars. Not, not my <laughs> hashtag, not my star Wars. That was a thing. Well, uh, like, yeah. I think you're like nailing it too. in the, in the fact that, I'm going to venture a guess that you don't feel that way when you watch Mandalorian. What like that, that it's, it's meant for me. Oh, right, right, right. No, it's it's the tone is definitely a lot different. That Mando restored my faith in Star Wars. I was very anti like not like I was actually. I didn't go see Solo because of this movie. I was down on the whole Star Wars ideology. Huh? That's a good call. Yeah, I just I, I watched it again. It took me two years to watch it, and I it still sucked. But like, it was just Mando restored my faith in Star Wars. I I was legit anti Star Wars. Did not care, uh, a, give a damn about Star Wars for the longest time because of this film. It's the power of Filoni, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> two more things. This will, I'll do the serious one first, and then I'm going to leave the last one, which I wish Johnny was on, that none of you brought this up. But uh, Hawk's sacrifice should have been Leia's. That should have been how Leia went mm, out. Yeah. Where, and it, it wouldn't have to be, I know better than you, I'm taking control, you're just a flyboy. No, it would be, the, the rebellion will live on through me because of my sacrifice. We don't give a crap about Hawks. I don't, I don't know who she is. Hondo or Haldo, Haldo. Yeah. Whatever her name was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a great point. Could you imagine a movie where Luke and Leia go out in the same film? Like, and we would have cared more. Like when Haldo died, I was like, okay. If Leia would have been the one to sacrifice, Holy right. shit. That would have been massive. That's a really good point. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing, which is uh, I never thought about this until this movie. So thank God this movie was made. 
there's ironing in Star Wars. Ironing? You, you, there's, there is. <laughs> when Finn and Rose make it onto the whatever starship they get brought to the Imperial starship, uh, there is a scene where Imperial uniforms, because they have to steal the uniforms, right? With with the guy, the hacker, right? There is a scene where there's a robot ironing uniforms. I missed this. <laughs> I was so excited to type it into my notes. I'm like, oh my God, there's ironing in Star Wars. I never thought about that. Of course there have to be. Look at all those crisp, clean Imperial uniforms. Of course there has to be people that or things that iron them. They are very nice. Huh. <laughs> no, I no idea. I wonder if Johnny even noticed that. Please name this episode Ironing in Star Wars. <laughs> I'll I'll see what I can do. I, I know a guy. I'll try and pull okay. some strings. Um, yeah, so that's it, man. I mean I gave it a two and 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 it, this there's no way I could have watched this movie after watching the first one and and walked away with it with having my love and my knowledge of previous star Wars entities being books that I could watch all these movies and say, you did a good job because in my opinion, other people had already done a good job with these characters and they weren't invested in, in, in with, with multi-billion dollars. You know what I mean? Like literally th- these people that wrote the stories, which are, in a lot of ways, freelance writers, you know, they wrote it from a, a love of Star Wars. They didn't write it from a love of, I'm going to be the guy that makes a great Star Wars movie. It's like, no, dude, y- you got to write the story from the perspective of you love these characters. It's not about you. And no one's going to care. Like, at the end of the day, we all know that the first Star Wars movie is different than every other movie since then right. because George Lucas's wife not being a part of it anymore had this certain touch that brought out like different emotions. So going from where we were at one to all we are now at eight, you know what I mean? It, it literally was just stripped down and, and we want money. That's all this was about. It felt like this. Who cares if it, you know, it's going to do good at the movies, exactly. box office we regardless, and we're going to sell merchandise. We're going to sell toys because kids like toys. Yep. Yeah, we proved them right. I mean, I mean, you already said it when that first weekend when it came out, movie absolutely crushed. Yep. It wasn't until Star Wars fans talked to other Star Wars fans and went, did you watch it? Did you go see it? No, I don't. I heard bad things. I'm like, sure people seen it, but I think what killed it is that a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, uh, People like to go see these movies twice. I don't think a lot of people did. I no. did, unfortunately, um, to go see it with my wife. But I think that's that's what hurts. The big draw is a lot of people going multiple times to go see this thing. Yep. And Akbar deserved better. Oh God. I have to mention that I can't let Ak, you know General Akbar go without or Admiral Akbar, whatever. Um, come on. I you know it was a trap. Going into this movie, that was a trap. <laughs> I wish I would have blown up in the movie theater. That's how much I hate it. I, I would when they blew up Admiral Akbar. I wish I was on that. It was it was so bad, so bad. But I can't wait for the next movie, which is Ro- 
Squadron? Well, no, we got to do episode nine next. That's the next. No, I'm saying the oh. next movie, brand new movie to come out will be. Rogue oh, the Squadron, next. Right? I, don't know, I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if they're doing Is movies. It next? I don't know. Man. I don't. Think they, I don't think they're doing movies. I think they're keeping it series. Mm. I think. I don't know. I think it's all series right now. I think I think they said after Solo did so bad that they're gonna focus just focus on Netflix like, or like Netflix style shows. Their Disney Plus shows. When that's they they, they took that Solo thing hit them hard because Obi Wan was supposed to be a movie, and then they're like, all right, we're gonna give you Episode Nine, and then that's it for movies. This is from Wikipedia. Rogue Squadron. Is direct going to be is directed by Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman. Okay, and it is due out in theaters Christmas twenty twenty three. Oh, cool! Very good. Well, that'll be our first Star Wars movie in four years, so that'll be good. And as another separate entity, which I love. Stop, stop trying to do trilogies. Yes, yes. I know they said they're going to do it again, but I'm just saying, like, you know, Rogue Rogue Squadron hopefully is like. Rogue One, right? <laughs> I mean, a one-off, unknown actors that crush it. That's what I'm hoping for. I hope so too. I hope so too. Well, there it is, everybody. Zero, two, and two. Those are our final scores. Um, I'm dead ass about that zero. Like dead, dead ass, as the kids say nowadays. Um, horrible, terrible. I feel better talking about this, getting it off my chest. I kind of do. Um. Just mad that I had to watch the movie again to do this episode. That's the only reason why I'm salty. Uh, Brian, is there anything you want to add before we close up? I know we got a lot done in this in this this episode. It's probably this might be our longest episode yet. Maybe. Might be. Uh, all I have to say is I'm sorry we're making you go through one more of these, man. <laughs> I definitely don't hate episode nine as much as I do this one. I think you might after watching it again. Probably. <laughs> Most likely. All right. You want to take us home? Yeah. Uh, thanks for much, uh, so much for tuning in. As always, continue to support the network at BICBP-radio.com, finding us and all of our good friends over there on the network. And uh, we'll be back in a month for more awesome Star Wars fun. In the meantime, for Matt Johnson, for the already departed Johnny Townsend, I am with the force, Brian Finch. And until next time, just don't watch this movie ever again. Ray! Ray! Join us.